You're listening to the Dear Next Gen podcast with your host, Cece. This show is brought to you by Montage. We're all about bridging gaps between generations through events, stories, and conversations about real stuff. Enjoy these candid chats, and don't forget, your younger self would be proud. Hi, friends. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a disclaimer for this episode. Two things. The first one is that it is more on the spicier side as the episode progresses, and I'm not saying that so you listen to the entire thing. It is quite long. Johnny and I went through three different questions that were submitted, and the last one has to do with waiting for marriage and just what intimacy looks like after you decide to get married, if you've been waiting for that whole time. But yeah, we're not professional relationship counselors, coaches. We're just speaking from our own experience and trying our best to be vulnerable so we can normalize having these types of conversations. Second thing is that we've been having some microphone issues. Don't worry, we are on it for the next future episodes where we just chat and have these conversations with you. But if you don't notice it, then that's the best case scenario. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. It feels like it has been a while because I haven't done an episode alone in a very long time, months, and you haven't been on in a while. No, I was going to say, you're not alone. Husband's here. (laughs) You are here. You actually were on one of the most recent episodes since the break, but it was actually recorded a while ago, so. Yes, yeah. Yeah. With our friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're here. I'm here. We are ready to have a conversation about... Relationships. Nice. Yes. (laughs) We're talking about relationships. It's kind of broad. I might have to make the title like a bit more specific, but mm. it is the only thing that encompasses the three questions that we are going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. And the reason why you're here on the podcast is so I'm not alone, for one, and because there's some good good opinions that I think people want to hear from a guy's perspective. Okay. So you could be honest. Of course. <laughs> Most of the episodes on Dear Next Gen are interviews or they're more like a conversation style interview where I ask people questions and they give their advice and then we go from there yeah I've heard some of them yeah yeah just a couple (laughs) (laughs) no I've listened to quite a few episodes they're good you're actually one of few people no you're not one of few people I meant to say you're one of many people who during the time where I didn't post any episodes actually was listening to all the past episodes yeah, went back and listened to what they missed or re-listened. Yeah. Yeah. You re-listened to some? I don't know if I re-listened. But... <laughs> I was going to say, that's so sweet. No. I just wanted to give people the time to catch up because I'm also behind on the podcast that I listen to. It also gave me time to record so many really cool episodes. Yeah, we've got lots of good episodes coming up for season two. Season two. I made a TikTok kind of while I was doing my makeup talking about how I never wanted to do seasons because I'm like, what am I, a movie? Mm. Not a movie, a Netflix TV show? No. No, but... But it fits. It fits. And yeah, not only time-wise, but also theme-wise. Are we delving deeper? What's this new season all about? This season is a visual refresh because the cover has actually changed. Okay. Which, did you know, I actually had to do individual, all the past episodes, change all the individual covers. I remember working on the cover art with you. Yes. Well. Yeah, you, you want the credit? I working on with you. I, I, I looked at what you were doing. <laughs> you didn't like some of the, the first 
renditions of the cover, but hopefully you guys don't mind the one that's up now because that's what it is for the time being. You can actually do what's really cool on um, Spotify for podcasts, which is a new name of the platform that I use, is that different episodes can have different covers. So we have the cover oh, with, good. yeah, it has me on it just for the sake of people knowing who the host is, who's consistent on there. I really struggled with having my photo on there because I just, I don't know, I didn't want it to just be my face because it's mm. not just my podcast. It's our podcast. So I just put with your host, Cece. And then when it comes to episodes like this, it'll be that cool throwback notebook with oh yeah the title nice. on the notebook. Sounds yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it's going to be. Were you about to burp? Nope. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we just had... Oh, I just did a good Trader Joe's shop. So we had dairy-free ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. And we have so many other really good snacks. Yeah, we've been snacking. I've mm. been snacking. Yeah, me too. Which I'm not a huge snacker. And I came up this week with your next year birthday theme. It's going to be snacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next year? Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Because you're the snack king. You come home and you snack on everything. Yeah, I I want to snack less, but why? Well, sometimes I just eat things and it doesn't doesn't always make me feel good. Oh, you should embrace the way that you have no specific order. Like I'll do salty, sweet, savory, savory, salty, frozen, hot. (laughs) Yeah, within (laughs) five minutes. Yeah. There's no discrimination on my snacking. Yeah, that's nice. You can do that. Okay, well, that's kind of the second season visual refresh. And then right. in terms of conversations, what it's going to look like is, honestly, I recorded them a while ago. So it'll be a surprise to me when I edit them and put them up what went down. But a lot of it is going to be featuring brands or partners every once in a while, you will notice. Mm-hmm. who align with the montage audience or we think that the audience would really love and will be really transparent if it's like a sponsored type of integration or if it's just these are my personal opinions on what's good and yeah, cool. that's what that'll be that. we also have an intro if you didn't notice at the beginning of this episode we have multiple intros now oh yeah yeah you were here kind of when Val recorded hers. Oh, yes, the intros. Yeah, I thought you meant the new uh, a theme. theme, But the theme is the same, but the intros are going to be fresh. Yes, questions yeah, stay the, the same. <laughs> yeah, we have multiple voices helping introduce. The song jingle part is the same. And then it's just going to be the times where it's just me alone or it's me and you or me and possibly my sister will be kind of like nothing is TMI. We're going to talk about things and more of like a big sister advice approach or it's going to be using other people's thoughts and inserting them into an episode because i figured out how to do that oh yeah like like uh, insert a clip from a voice clip mm-hmm. it'll be either that a voice recording which you'll hear at the end of this episode the last question is a recorded one which oh, is nice. so good it's a really that's good question fun. that's interactive yeah yeah and then the other one is just if you send a text uh, or a anonymous thing through the li- list it's truly anonymous i don't see anything um sometimes i try to guess who it is but i realize mm-hmm. i have no idea so that's the other thing i think you need to put your my your mouse this way so okay 
into this little spit catching. Thing. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> that's what it's for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's season two. We're so glad you're here. And I hope you listen to this when you're on a walk or on a drive. Or when you're just feeling cozy or doing chores. That's like every situation you could be listening to a podcast. But I just hope it's something you you enjoy doing while listening to other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Enjoy listening to other people while you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I meant. There we go. Season two. Season two. This is it. Okay. So I'll give you context, Johnny. Okay. If people don't know you, you are my actual real life husband that's right yeah two years in as of recently celebrated. that's true i still find it strange to say my husband like in conversations because people always do a double take look at me yeah They'll look at my hand and then look at my face and then they do a little scrunch with their eyebrows and go she looks 19 <laughs> <laughs> yeah and your overalls and pigtails yes sometimes it's hard to tell but no you're my actual re- wife yeah, I'm the actual wife. So, husband, what we're going to do is there's two written-in questions that I want us to get to. And yeah. then there is one audio question. Excellent. Let's jump in. Okay. So the topic is, yeah, relationship, friendships, slash dating. Mostly dating, actually. We can do mm-hmm. a whole other episode on friendships. We actually did a TikTok series that was mostly friendships. Oh, cool. And we talked about friendship breakups, where to find friends. Mm what to do if you're like struggling to make friends or maintaining friends or you have too many not enough time for them but that is a topic that I think across generations we have a lot to say or a lot of experiences or could always use a little bit of like a story of somebody's life to help us with advice for how we can navigate for sure our friendships but we'll say that for another time this one is a question from anonymous can you set me up with your friends with our friends. <laughs> yeah. I Isn't mean, that funny? We, I mean, I don't know if we have a success rate or not or any, any kind of stat statistics. I have some. Yeah, you do. But we have a list of friends that we try to keep in mind when guys and girls, mm-hmm. uh, when thinking about setting up people with other people. Um, Which we need to normalize that. I haven't used a note in a while, but mm-hmm. when people would express that they're single and potentially looking or open, we did put them on the note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and have a phone list. note. Yeah. It was a joint um, note, which is a really cool feature. We love this now. Doing a joint. Oh, is that kind of new? With I don't think notes? it was always a Shared thing. note? Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, we, we use it a lot for a lot of different things, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to the phone notes because we <laughs> both have friends from different circles and different parts of our lives that we are still in contact with that we know would would be interested in potentially being set up mm-hmm. and and whether they've tried dating apps or in-person things, whether they've had success or failures, people are open open to being set up by someone they trust. So, I think that's a cool model my thought is a little bit opposite because one i find that people actually aren't that open to being set up they Mm. talk to talk but like would they actually do it is oh yeah tbd and then the other thing is that 
our friends often know each other or it's because of social media people are just they already have an idea of somebody like they know of a person which always skews their their thoughts about them so i'll be like hey is this person cute or oh i have a friend his name is so and so and they're like Mm. oh i've seen you tag them or whatever he seems xyz or she seems like this and i think it's okay to have an opinion other than the physical you know first impression impression but that always dismisses like the rest of the of the what could happen after yeah that that's where some missed opportunities could happen because <laughs> you're all missing opportunities to meet your significant other. Yeah, because there are there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of features or parts of people's lives that don't get you know broadcast and aren't and for good reason sometimes you know it's it's mm-hmm. more meaningful usually to have to share a moment or a first date um, or a first interaction with someone when yeah when it's a little bit unknown. As long as there's some sort of recommendation or so it's, you know, safe mm-hmm. that someone you trust, um, but you don't have to. Well, people are going on dates with strangers, so like. From, yeah, that's true. That's true. From apps that. But I... if we're going to recommend someone, we usually we would. Yeah, they, they don't have to worry. We would know the people involved. Mm-hmm. I had a friend actually tell us um, last week that he's a guy. So he was saying. Is it weird if someone tries to set you up and you don't even have a photo or their social media handle, but you don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, well, show me what they look like because then you seem a bit shallow. I think yeah. I think it's okay to show a photo. If you're going to be the person who sets up, if I am, I do think it's okay to show a picture. What if mm-hmm. they actually know each other? What if they've dated? What if? Yeah, yeah I don't think going in blind without reason like a blind date because it's a random person is one thing but to go in without context and then for it to turn out to be someone that they know you know (laughs) could have either be really good or really bad or awkward so yeah yeah I think that's fair to ask for a picture or a little bit of back information yeah maybe the appropriate question is like oh what does she do for work or studies or for fun and like have do you think we've possibly met before mm. and maybe go from there or say show me the social media five minutes before the date yeah and then i just don't have time to right tell no, the world or, no, no backing out there yeah so then you're already set to go but yeah if you want to be set up you go ahead and and message me and and i'll uh i'll see what i can do unfortunately we know so many awesome single girls and not enough guys so the single men come forward and let us know come forward <laughs> yeah i have some single guy friends that are that are uh i thought you were gonna accidentally like name them or something <laughs> no 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 but i'm just trying to think of, of some people but no we got married and i was like awesome johnny's great he probably has lots of great you know connections in his circle and they were all great just married yeah, a lot of a lot of connections of people that are yeah not in the stage of life where they're able to date because they're either already with someone or <laughs> they're just the complete opposite not yeah not ready to date yeah so okay. there's that but yeah 
all the single guys to reach out whoever's listening whoever <laughs> is listening that knows a guy that's single yeah you, you know, nominate somebody nominate then, tribute <laughs> volunteer yeah. the um the uh non i was gonna say non-profit there's this honestly i don't know what to call them business organization really cool group of women who make these devotional books oh yeah for the next generation they're actually from the states i want to reach out to them because i do want to take a look at some of their devotion books for like christian communities and women they actually host these online dating things it's like a bachelor night and one of the girls i'm pretty sure in their q a said that she met her husband through one of them oh that's cool which is funny because imagine you're you're single you're hosting this night you bring this bachelor on zoom he answers questions for everybody Mm -hmm. oh it's on zoom yeah yeah. They've done Zoom, they do it also in person. Okay, yeah, um, just depending on what time of, what period of uh, year you were in, I guess, in the yeah, last few years. But yeah, maybe that is when they cool. started. But then she ended up with the guy, which is funny. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. I yeah. Like you can, you can then say, this works based on my own experience. <laughs> based on my own story, this works. That's cool. And I just felt like, I don't think we could do that, or we've always joked with other married couples, like, let's do a singles mixer where... Everybody wears a bracelet of a different color. That means like it's complicated, <laughs> or you're ready to date, or you're not ready. Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought if we That's had a regular funny. wedding, I would have done that. But then, oh yeah, people get really shy and nervous, which valid. But there was a time in my life that if someone would have hosted something like that, and you're already looking on dating apps, which is complete strangers sometimes, why not go to something where everybody is yeah willing to put themselves out there and look for somebody mm. is there a bracelet color for uh i'm just into you so i can get uh driven around places <laughs> <laughs> are you making friend of me or the teenagers yeah <laughs> earlier this week we had Cece give some sage advice to, uh, to a young friend uh not advice just her own experience about uh about uh her exploits as a teenager <laughs> exploits it sounds so bad <laughs> no okay when you're at the stage where everybody's close to getting their license or not mm-hmm. and you're stuck in high school right kids now have uber so they they don't need to be using these techniques of being into older guys mm. but i look back and there is a time where i dated someone multiple grades older I wouldn't even say dated was the word. Just showed interest, mm. and I just would they have said dated? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe okay. I don't know. It had to reach them, so I can't even ask. But it's for the best, maybe. Yeah, it's for the best. But I realized I was like, oh, they just had a car. They could leave during lunch, and that just seemed fun. That seals the deal. Seals the deal. So, anyways, She's here for a good time, <laughs> not a long time, which is okay if you're in high school and whatnot. I I promise you, I wasn't thinking that in the moment. Mm. I did enjoy the company, but I wasn't thinking like I'm just gonna get a ride out of this. And yeah, I'm like he would just offer, so I was like, oh sure, like let's go. Mm. But it makes it very different because it makes you think maybe you like somebody more because there's those practical benefits as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after a while, you're like, wait a second, I don't. Right. I don't actually. You learned something. Long-term. Yeah, I did learn something. And do I want the next generation to learn from their own experiences? Yes. Yeah. She actually, for context, 
wanted to just be friends with these people, but they fell in love, you know, or they just liked and... They're getting all flirty. They're getting all flirty and all she wanted was a ride. So anyways, that's that's my advice for that. <laughs> my may Check your heart with why you're interested in someone. Is there any benefit that if that wasn't there, would it change the deal? Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good assessment. My other question for you is going to be following up this one. Where would you meet somebody if you don't get set up? Because I think being set up is very practical in a lot of senses or being recommended to somebody is maybe the word. I don't know. I sound like I'm doing like a referral for LinkedIn or a job. Mm -hmm. But if your friend that you really trust is like, hey, you should date so-and-so, you know, there must be a reason if they're a sound person. Mm -hmm. But anyways, where do you think people could meet other people that is not online if they're tired of that? While you were talking, I was thinking of Sleepless in Seattle, where the guy, it's a, it's like a, it's a Tom Hanks movie, if you haven't seen it, a classic Tom Hanks. Is that where, when they're on the radio? Where his son, his son goes on the radio because his dad is, Tom Hanks, his character is sad because his wife passed away, and he kind of calls into this, I don't know, relationship doctor lady saying that his dad needs a new wife or something because he's sad and then everyone is like gushing over it and sending him letters and then finally he meets this girl and uh obviously that's an extreme case but uh i don't know if i had anywhere to go with that but (laughs) that's what i was thinking of when you said basically where can you you meet someone and i think call in the radio at a coffee shop in uh in your favorite city you know wherever you live yeah, um, it's hard though because but that's easier said. People than done. are in relationships and you don't, you can't tell physically. Like I have a ring, so yes, you know. Oh yes, but that's true. For a guy, for that in between phase, you don't really know, or if you haven't stalked them on social media, and it's not like people are going <laughs> to disclose. I am now single. Like I find it right, or if you ask and then you find out that they they recently had a breakup or something, and you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think people will will give you as much information as they feel comfortable with so maybe sure. don't, don't so overthink shoot your shot yeah don't bit. overthink like being worried to ask are you dating anyone or yeah i don't know how how to say that more give your number on a napkin um, yeah maybe just go old school and put your number on a napkin and uh maybe give some context like hey i met you know i'd love to hang out i'd like to get to know you better what did, what did we say when we started out Get to know each other better. We'll feel this out. Hang out. Started casual, and then we sort of yeah. But there is but no. But we knew each other from. We were uh, also running into each other at the same physical location. Mm-hmm. So that I think is the problem. People have talked about how you date in proximity to like what's around mm-hmm. you. What's convenient. And guys always go for the girls who's, who are around them. Which, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably TikTok right. told me no. <laughs> oh yeah. I've also seen it happen many times. It's. Mm. it's it's like yes you can have a crush on somebody on instagram from far away but who they're actually going to end up dating is probably who they run into the most and have like a physical like place that they meet up at frequently or a shared interest that they are Mm -hmm. physically at the place uh, of that makes them more likely to develop stronger feelings and actually date that person yeah that's why you're like oh these two just know each other from the gym or I can't believe these two are dating. It's because they go to the same school or work the same job. Yeah. But he might have a bigger connection and crush on somebody else that just lives further. Or Mm. just he doesn't see, you know, multiple times a week. 
if right. that makes sense. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, guys in that scenario, these guys you're talking about would uh, would be upfront enough to say if they're also talking to someone else or. I guess you don't have to be though. No, you I don't could, think they're like the really talking. I think they're yeah. just doing life, mm-hmm. and these girls are just frequently around. Right. So that makes you more interested in them versus the one girl that you met last week that you had a great one-off chat with. Yeah. At a coffee shop or visiting I mean, another why, like, thing. Like classically, like there'll be a lot of like relationships or little things started up at like camps or like mm-hmm. periods where there's. A close proximity for a lot of time doing things that everyone enjoys where you're removed from yeah of, you're condensed in that even school space. is like you're removed from a lot of other things and factors you're not really thinking about oh what do my parents think about this person or whatever mm-hmm. so do i long term want to spend um, every day with this person that i just you know always see at this one math class every day yeah. or probably not <laughs> yeah do so you, don't settle for the person that's most convenient i guess if you don't see yourself with them in the reality of your life and the circumstances Mm. you like you know the the direction you're going i guess yeah they don't seem compatible with you don't say don't uh you know gotta give people a chance but yeah don't be not open to it but say you're doing like a summer course together and you guys are Mm. you know learning pottery or getting a certification you have that moment where you're together, you're flirting, it's really happy. I feel like after that's over, you start dating them and realize, oh wait, like in our actual context of everyday life, I don't actually think I could date them. Which is mm-hmm. basically Love is Blind. <laughs> which we watched only two episodes, barely, and... And then the, fi- the, the review, re- the finale, reunion and, thing. Reunion, yeah. and yeah, I mean, three people ended up made, but there's a lot of drama in there, so... Mm-hmm. I got a lot to work through. Okay. Wow, yeah. we talk a lot. <laughs> I guess that's just the the concept of why we do a podcast. Okay, the next question is more asking for first relationship tips. And I want to hear your quick tip. And I want to try to think of one while you do that, maybe. And then I want to ask... Chat GBT because oh yeah yeah That's you've never right. used it before right no okay I use different AI kind of writing tool only recently actually because I've had just like low energy this week and most of my job is writing content and I'm like a traditional marketer I want to write the content myself I literally get paid to come up with ideas so I feel not that great about using the robots to help me do things yeah do i think it's not a great tool it's an incredible tool it's really really awesome like what i've done so far to help make certain things embellished and better embellished embellished every good story can be embellished and made better yes or i've actually realized i can make it sound closer to me which is great. So, oh, for example, yeah. yeah, I was making a couple blog posts. The robots for know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> That's what I say. I, I wrote like, can you make, I finished it or I put a question, got the response. It was great. And then I said, could you say this in a more like cheeky, cheerful, big sister tone? And it said, sure, I'll try. Wow. And it did great. Excellent. Yeah. So definitely is pulling from all over the place. So it's not 100% authentic, but I mean... There are times where I've written something fully without looking at other inspiration 
mm-hmm. and then I find something similar online later. So. Oh yeah, and I that you were that was original from you, and then you found similar things. But it was made maybe before me. Yeah. So like yeah. none of us are plagiarizing. We're just having the general ideas that come up, and the main points are the same, but the phrasing is different. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Actually. So yeah. What the question is, first relationship tips. Yes. I didn't want to tell you one quick story. Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't know if I told you, but I didn't realize, and I was shown this, that there is a company who is thinking that a post that I made for a company I was working for was plagiarized, like a caption was plagiarized. Oh, no. But it was just one word. In the midst of a sentence. Okay. So I was just trying to sound Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to sound like whatever. I think I just said like the word duh. Mm. So maybe not Gen Z, more millennial. I just said something like in the caption that maybe wasn't as professional. Yeah. And then I found out later that another company was like, hey, we do this all the time. Like you stole oh, this wow. from us. You got in trouble? Or you got called out? No, I just we just laughed because oh, okay. we definitely don't even pay attention to their stuff, so I felt bad. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Like, Never seen your work, but... No, that's all right. You then. can take credit if you trademarked it, but fortunately yeah. you didn't. Anyways, what's your first relationship tip, husband? Well, maybe to stop and think. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> yeah, but... Well, if you're already in the relationship do do some get to know yourself really well i would say is a good tip because i think the relationships i've been in even our relationship at the beginning i would say there's things i didn't really know about myself and it would have been helpful in our relationship and in my other relationships um it would have been helpful too if i knew myself a little bit better um okay well say you're already in this dating situation and you realize you hear you hear this and hear someone tell you that what should you get to know about yourself uh, from my experience i think i understood what i knew like what i believed in like spiritually um i knew kind of what i wanted to the kind of person i wanted to be um but i think I just didn't didn't give myself uh, I didn't have like I didn't second guess the fact that I was really hard on myself and I don't think for that reason I don't think I let anyone else in to sort of speak in into my life and give me affirmations and not that you maybe can ask that of your of your significant other depending on the status and the stage of your relationship but you should feel safe in a relationship you should feel like the other person um, like safe to say I need yeah. more affirmations. Yeah, or just mm. safe to like to be known, to be understood for who you actually are. Because if you feel mm. like you're playing a role that's not you um, in the relationship, in order to maintain it, or then then it's probably not healthy. That isn't to say that you don't you can't have things you want to change or grow about yourself. Um, or and it's not to say that there aren't sometimes things that another person will bring out in you that you wouldn't have done before mm-hmm. which that's is okay, okay yeah it's totally fine and, and valid but um to to be in not that i've been in this situation but 
to be in a relationship and feel like you don't know yourself or why you're doing what you're doing or kind of what direction you're going in life. I think it's good to hash that out, whether that's with the, the person or with your other friends, people you trust, having mentors as we kind of really prioritize here at Montage, like having someone that can speak into your life that will help mm. you, that will be help you just understand your identity is I think my advice. Just know, know yourself so that you can uh, start to grow with someone else and mm-hmm. not, because it's, I think, can either stunt your growth or you'll just be growing like this weird branch in the wrong direction that's not actually <laughs> going to be part of your life long term yeah. that if and when the relationship you know ends it it might be like well I learned something but that really wasn't wasn't uh something I wanted to cultivate in my life so I wish somebody told me that mm. when I was younger but that's good okay practically maybe if you're you're resonating with what Johnny was saying is yeah what do you need to feel loved what do you think look at like friends if this is your first relationship specifically just look at like friends and family wise like are you somebody who needs a lot of alone time a lot of care a lot of nurture are you somebody who wants somebody who is you know really patient because the way that you've been brought up like the people around you treated you this way and you thrive in that situation do you need a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility, a lot of planning? Those even just the basics of who you are as an individual in that season might help you choose who you date or help you communicate that to the person you date because I definitely have talked to people who start a relationship and realize, oh, why does your your husband take such good care of you and I don't get that and you know, I meet their person and I'm like, because that's just not who they are. They are not mm. somebody who is that type of nurture, nurturing naturally. I'm sure they could be if you ask them and vice versa for like guys and girls. Like some women have like babysat their whole life or are really like motherly nurturing. And then guys would be like, oh, I don't feel like she's like that. And then I would just say like, well... If you knew you needed that, your parents were doing everything for you and you wanted somebody who was more like that or somebody to go alongside you if you're doing like ministry, for example, that's not for everybody wife-wise and I've heard different stories. So I would say think about like what you need individually and in a partner and match that up even when you're just looking around because some people could be really hot and crossed out real fast if you actually... Logically mm-hmm. took a second. Yeah, our our friends like to say like, oh, IKEA is a good first date because you see <laughs> what they what they kind of casually enjoy, and then uh, you their see you, you can see their pace. <laughs> yeah, their their patience for other people. Like you often say, it's good to see someone that you're is a prospective date or someone that you are dating. Like see how they treat you know people in the service industry. Mm-hmm. See how they treat or strangers. Strangers, and then hopefully. You do that before you then go and see how they treat like your family and the people that you care do about. Do they and not your smile friends. at a cute baby? That's a red flag for me. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can tell a lot by by well spending time with someone in <laughs> in public places. Yeah. So don't date. My don't only... date privately is another you know good relationship of course or relationship tip. Okay, so let's type this into here. This is what ChatGPT looks like. I'm sure many people have used it. You were saying that the school system's concerned about it because everybody's yes, writing yeah. their essays. Imagine if I could have done this. 
Give me a summary oh, yeah. of the hatchet. Did you have to read that? No, the hatchet. What was the summary? What was the Ooh. what did Spark Notes have to say? <laughs> How do you know I didn't read it? Because <laughs> you you told me your yeah I didn't your habits read. in high school. I didn't read. My favorite was our friend who was like, I haven't read since grade seven, and I was like, oh same. <laughs> Yeah. I've looked at books a lot, or just looked at certain sections of books. The hatchet was, I think, he's like in a plane crash or something, and then has to use his hatchet to like survive, and that's all he has. Well, someone's listening to me currently in English class reading the hatchet, and is like, she's so off. Yeah, I'm could, sorry. Could very well be. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. I can just picture the cover. Study for your test. Don't listen to this to uh, <laughs> to prepare for your English. Uh, yeah, but imagine if you it. could do that. You could, like, write me a speech on X, Y, Z topic. That's what people are doing, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, concerned. Okay, well, should I look for a blog post? Like, should I try to make it write a blog post and then we look? I've never d- used this before, mm. so you do what, what you do what you feel. Okay, so I'm going to start with how should I go about dating for... No, I'm going to do being in a relationship. About mm. being in a relationship i think this tool is smart enough that if you wrote this question and i wrote this question it was a little bit different it wouldn't give us the exact same answer for the first time oh if the wording was different yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna say okay how should i go about being in a relationship for the first time answer like you are a big sister giving oops i made a typo honest advice Enter. Something went wrong. (laughs) The one time. (laughs) I'm ready to use this. ChatGBT, come on. Regenerate response. Regenerate. Oh no. Loading. Here we go. It's checking your browser. Honestly, it could be our internet. Explain the question. Oh, here we go. (gasps) As your big sister. As your big sister, I'm happy to give you some honest advice about being in a relationship for the first time. Here are some tips to keep in mind. I also love, see how it's like, it looks like it's typing? Yeah. It will also like stop and pause. And I'm like, is he thinking? Mm. He is. If it's a he, it could be a she. Oh, okay. Have fun. Respect boundaries. Trust your in- instincts. Slow down. Do you know what's interesting? Our friend Angela wrote a blog post for Montage about dating for the first time. And they're very similar topics. Okay. Do you think they took it from that? <laughs> I mean, the the GBT could have searched up. <laughs> wouldn't be very impressive to us if it literally just copied pasted from what our own website has on it. But that'd be really it's possible. These are pretty. I mean, they're pretty standard. Pretty standard, but also good advice. How can we make it go deeper? Should I ask about sex? <laughs> Should I ask about? Can you answer? in a more what are you looking for more I'm looking personal? for more juice oh <laughs> can you answer in a more with more like real life example details can you give more more you Okay, I said, can you give more honest, unique examples in a casual chat way? That was a terrible sentence from me. Okay. 
they tried to make it more casually talked about. So instead of a professional blog post, it just says, don't feel like you have to change who you are. Communication is like a two-way street. If you're feeling nervous or unsure, it's okay to take things slow. Trust is like foundation of a house. Ooh, without it, the whole thing can crumble. Personal space is like a sacred temple. Finally, relationships are like plants. Okay, basically they just started doing similes or no metaphors oh yeah yeah <laughs> they compared relationships to different things and mm. boundaries to different things what about when it comes to intimacy for the first time question mark oh yeah one aspect of any romantic relationship but it can be nerve-wracking especially if it's your first time here are some tips to keep in mind make sure you're it's both ready sexual physical intimacy or just like hugs and kisses and i said intimacy so let's see well the second one says practice safe sex so that's good that it mentioned that chat gpt is on it about the no tmi take it slow communicate it's okay to be nervous remember that consent is important i feel like they emphasize that so much in high schools which is really good but there's also a lot of missing just general information Mm. that they just assume the next generation knows because they've watched movies like like what you're doing and why you're doing it and the implications of being intimate when you're Mm -hmm. in a relationship especially your first relationship yeah or the emotional i was gonna say trauma (laughs) they just the emotional attachments (laughs) that get formed and the trauma that can happen because of choices of being intimate when when you felt like something was off, yes, there was consent. Maybe you said, thumbs up, I'm excited, mm-hmm. let's do this. But then later on, you are you're regretting it emotionally, and that takes a whole toll on you in work and school and life and all of that. So mm-hmm. this is the question. I'll play it now. As someone who's waiting for marriage to be intimate with my husband, did you find it hard to be intimate when you first got married? And we're back. <laughs> Oh, you're going in, to in, insert it? Yeah, cool. I'm going to insert it because we're fancy. We know how to do that. Oh, this is funny. So we did put in the question and I'm glad that he addressed. I say he, but I don't know. I'm glad that the AI platform addressed that it doesn't have emotional capabilities like a human would. So my job mm. will never be taken away. I have emotions. <laughs> Plenty. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. plenty of emotions if you want emotion an emotionless experience you can use chat gbt i wonder if you could just type in say it like you're in love and then yeah that's I'm true. Sure you can. it sounds like it seems like that is what people are uh are excited about using it because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah you could there have been i guess other versions of automated responses and it's mm-hmm. not as interesting it's... everybody's making their own automated response i don't use this one because i literally use one in my notion and then now grammarly which i use because i'm very esl with writing proper grammar has also a little button that you press and it'll write it for you mm-hmm. so very cool integrations do the... you want to read this before we do our own answers or sure i'll do a quick skim sure okay so yes there's a disclaimer And then it talks about how waiting until marriage can create a unique set of challenges and expectations. Ooh, okay. It's important to have open and honest conversations with your partner about your expectations and boundaries. 
If you both decide to wait, make sure you're on the same page about what that means in your relationship. What that means for your relationship. For your relationship. Yeah, that's, that's Yeah, take yeah. it slow. Intimacy isn't just about physical contact, emotional intimacy. Being intimate for the first time after getting married can be a wonderful and exciting experience. Just remember to communicate, prioritize, connect, as well as emotional connection, as well as physical intimacy. I like the way it diplomatically like didn't give the specific opinion that it had Mm -hmm. it was just more about disclaimers when it comes to this i want us to answer this assuming that this person is waiting either for religious reasons Mm -hmm. just kind of maybe their relationship with god or also if this is just the way that they were brought up and they mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm, or they feel like if they do have sex before marriage which is what i think this is this is asking would doing this make them feel icky in some sense even if they fully you know maybe they don't practice whatever faith they grew up in and now they just know that that might happen whether they just would feel like they regretted it or they don't feel sure unless there's a ring on the finger and you've both said I do. So it's kind of hard because I want us to answer it in a Christian perspective, but also there's a lot of other people who are waiting for marriage not for the same reasons mm. that we would have wanted to maybe. Yeah, I think some of the things you touched on earlier um, go are applicable whether or not you have a, you subscribe to like Christian perspective of of why uh you know why we would say that god has you know created sex to be something um within the the context of marriage but um yeah what you said was that it has you know emotional implications it has physical implications Mm -hmm. which i think that gets the physical implications of like getting pregnant or getting you know a disease or something those are hammered home pretty clearly you know as they should be in in like in high schools and that's taught um but what's missing probably is is the the like chat gbt was saying the emotional (laughs) connection uh can really be missing or um and you have to really define what that means what the relationship's going to look like uh if you're if you're needing to be uh, you want to be on the same page, I guess, mm-hmm. about where where the boundary is for your physical intimacy before marriage. And then once, um, yeah, I don't think once you get married is not the time to have your first conversation about sex and what you want your expectations are. That's, yeah, that would that's be a mistake good. because then I think it would really be hard to be intimate. Like you've never talked about this. Um, maybe every time you thought about it, maybe, maybe you just thought like that was dirty or something you had to keep from your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, or other way around, you can't stop thinking about it after. Sure. Yeah. That too. Um, I think it's, but that doesn't mean avoid it is what you're saying. Yeah. It's, I think it's both, marriage. both extremes can be unhealthy if you either have planned to, to be really like focused on sex or if you're just avoiding it. Um, because it's something that you've grown up never either never being exposed to any healthy version of like intimacy between like if your parents didn't have a good relationship or something or all you know of 
about sex is from what you've seen in movies or mm-hmm. heard about from just stories friends of at, at school or, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, those can those can leave you with all these weird expectations and, and questions and concerns. So a relationship like a marriage or like a relationship that is heading towards marriage is just supposed to be a safe place. So it's a good context for mm-hmm. um, for having sex. Yeah. And, and for it to be something that is meaningful as well as uh just physically a good time because it is <laughs> i'm gonna assume that this person maybe has some stuff in place to be waiting to be intimate like maybe another mm-hmm. time we can dive into yeah dive into that no i just mean like they probably have some sort of way that they're trying to hold themselves accountable yeah is what yeah. i mean so we won't get into that because there's obviously different things like you know share your location don't be watching movies in the basement late at night or or don't go on a trip together if you're trying to avoid all these things so we can talk about that another time but this specific question I think is probably a common thought because you are going from feeling like you're not supposed to talk about sex you're not supposed to look at girls a certain way you are going to places where people wearing t-shirts over bathing suits like you know what I mean when you grow up in that kind of mm-hmm environment and then all of a sudden you get married and you're supposed to enjoy this in a way that doesn't make you feel shameful you're supposed to be comfortable showing your body and most of your life you've been told like cover your shoulders that's also another thing like if you are yeah younger and getting married your body is probably wanting intimacy physically at a different pace than somebody who's older and getting married maybe that's just how the hormones work just how the youthfulness of a man and a woman's body goes but definitely depends on you know your emotional and brain development and your upbringing and your and your just day-to-day conversations that you're having if you find it awkward to talk about what sex could be like after marriage yeah I definitely recommend looking at resources where the questions are written because that's what we had we got given like a pre-marriage course or dating Mm -hmm. for marriage course and in it there was a section on how often do you think you know we'll be having sex and then you can answer Mm -hmm. what you think and then it's the other person's turn to answer and you can do that just the two of you or you can have somebody else facilitate it if it's a mentor or another couple who's maybe already married could be helpful but it doesn't always have to be one of you initiating it all the time being like could we just sit and talk about this because Mm-hmm. honestly talking about Hopefully it too much is maybe not very helpful or, yeah yeah it's something that's gonna be just like sex is a two-person uh ordeal the conversations <laughs> and the intentionality around that should also be there should be buy-in from both you and your and your partner so mm-hmm. um i also think there should be not just conversations about you know the physical act of sex after marriage but even the previous views of it previous habits and mm. say you meet somebody and you don't know that they're just still struggling like watching porn or they are in a routine of pleasuring themselves for example and then you get into marriage and your partner has no idea that that is kind of your regular routine or mm-hmm. your regular just the way that your body has been trained and your mind has been trained i think that you don't only need to talk about sex you can also talk about prior to marriage those things yeah, and you should. And having, uh, you could say, a realistic view of sex, but having a compatible or figuring out 
what a compatible view uh, of, of what your sex life is going to be is so important. Like you were saying, if there are, yeah, whether or not the person is like feeling good or comfortable or not with what their sex life looks like on their own and what their what they have in place or lack of having things in place to hold their own uh, accountability and have boundaries for themselves sexually. Those things are not talked about and addressed in a safe space. And that can be really hard if those things are coming up for the first time in marriage. We would recommend having a third person that is someone that you can trust, that you can look up to, that will either help you with accountability or or go through some sort of book together whether that's yeah whether that's accountability or if it's healing from past trauma or things like Mm -hmm. counseling is a great and and valuable tool to to find some healing counseling and therapy on do next yeah (laughs) yeah even and it's not don't feel like you don't qualify to be in counseling because you feel like you're not you know you haven't experienced something traumatic even even things that you maybe have seen or things you've understood from from like even what you've seen on tv and like oh i feel like this is i saw this when i was young and i'm like it just like is burned in my brain that's what sex is gonna be like and i've Mm -hmm. been scared ever since like there's things like that or that's what i want now ever since yeah or there's yeah you get you get you know fantasize and and sex your partner is not your your toy it's it's something that has to be mutually you know enjoyable and Mm -hmm. intimate and meaningful and sure there should be room for for exploring and, and enjoying each other coming in with authenticity and healthy expectations and boundaries because yeah you have to have boundaries when you're when you're married as well as before you're married mm-hmm. um it's not just a you know anything goes yeah consent is still important when you're married <laughs> you know yes. it's important to be considerate of each other and, and love each other in that way yeah you made a good point of of dealing with a lot of the stuff before and talking about it before because the couples that I've talked to who found it hard to be intimate right after marriage had a lot of stuff to go through mm-hmm. individually with their partner or it was new information or they had a lot of past hurts that were triggered once the body just realized what they were now all of a sudden supposed to be doing mm. and you feel the pressure of okay I need to serve my partner in a way and honor them and celebrate with them with my body with their body but this specific action like triggered me to thinking something from the past or triggered me to thinking oh this is what I've seen maybe in the past or heard of and it's it's interesting because we listen to well I listened to a podcast episode and told you about it maybe where maybe Emma Chamberlain talked about just sex in movies and it is so true that they just jump to they're like pushed up against the wall making out in a bathroom or somewhere and then they push (laughs) and then all of a sudden they're you know you see little glimpses of their skin and then they wake up next to each other and there's no conversations in there usually Mm -hmm. they don't have time to build this emotional like what chats happened they didn't have time she really addressed some real things it wasn't like hey are you on birth control like do you have a condom like where is that like oh can you help me put it on like there's all that stuff actually happens during sex but in the movies they're not going to show that yeah or say that it's not as doesn't play to the narrative of of being (laughs) spontaneous and and totally you know and visually in love like yeah And, and like and and making it look good or whatever like it's not we'll have this image of like and then that creates some big insecurities on, on both sides. It can, like, oh, I need to look a certain way or else I'm not going to be attractive to my spouse or mm. or whatever. And, and those are important conversations to have, too. But 
I think it's yeah. inevitable to have some kind of relationship with our perspective to movies. Obviously, be, be more careful with what you watch and don't... That too. <laughs> um, but I think everyone has had some interaction with, oh, this is what the narrative of this what... This must be what it's like. To yeah, it must be what it's like. It must be like sense. very either effortless or very like violent or something whatever your experience is like mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of different stuff out there that's do you know what i find might be more descriptive obviously is books mm. spicy books are oh yeah are trending right now and one of the books i'm listening to I, the first book that i read from this author wasn't super spicy even though they shared a bed in the okay, whole yeah. book yeah um it was descriptive and flirty and it was really fun i loved it it's called the flat chair and this other one that i'm reading the way that the relationship is more described and the flashbacks and the things that are happening do give way more context than what you would see in a movie so i'm seeing people tend to like that better which is great that can also be such a skewed vision of like what actual intimacy will be like once you're married because you've literally been reading reading mm-hmm. and reading fantasizing and building these expectations mm-hmm. like oh this person did this and then they reacted that way and this was the frequency that they did this so like this is what mm-hmm. i think and we also listened to a podcast by um a married couple joe and kemp she's the one who's pregnant i told you her belly button popped out oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> we joke about that because i have an indie belly button and I wonder if when I get pregnant or if I get pregnant, will my belly button... If it'll pop. If it'll pop out and I'll have an Audi. I don't know. We'll see. But their podcast, I just appreciate that they shared the frequency of their sex because somebody mm. asked. Oh, yeah. It was like a question. Yeah. Nice. It must have been a question or they just felt like they wanted to answer it because yeah. nobody gives an answer. Okay. They all just beat around the bush, mm. which is okay. But then how do you know what's normalized and how do you know it's normal? Mm. And you can't always have a normal. uh, Yeah, normal to you, I guess. Normal, because there's lots of variables. I think if if people are either hesitant to answer because maybe because they haven't had a good conversation or they're not feeling fulfilled or they're Mm -hmm. feeling pressured or whatever the situation is, hopefully not. But I think that's more often than not the case is where couples don't, if they're not stoked on like the frequency or the or the what is happening in their in their sex life together then um it can be hard to feel to like, talk disappointed about it or, or to, to talk about it with yeah. others yeah because like you need to have that conversation with your spouse and yes which we out. have a pretty good kind of like general guideline or rules of just how we we discuss things that in public that we have talked about before yeah yeah so it's not really new information and yeah, when we say we want this podcast to be, you know, no, nothing's TMI. We still have, there's still a boundary where. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, we don't, I like, don't know. We don't share like, things mm. that we like. We we haven't like, you know, haven't agreed sort of on. There's not not there's anything that we have. Like, yeah, maybe you should have prepped more. What's too far? No, if somebody asked a very specific question, either through like DMs or in person. Yeah. I would tell them. Yeah. Depending on what it was. Sure. Most I think, likely. yeah, no, I think I, I agree. It is good to normalize, um, just not in a rebellion of how I grew up, but it is different than how I was raised to mm-hmm. talk about sex in a very positive way. And the idea that the Christian worldview, God, you know, and, and God, if God is the author of sex, he has a very high, we call it a high view of sex, like a very positive mm-hmm. um, 
even though it is which I think is what other people would say confined to marriage now too it's, it's people good. are not seeing Christian as anti-sex anymore mm. it's more hey we have these questions we want to wait till later and oh, yeah. we understand maybe God God designed this a certain way in these contexts but yeah going going back to the main question or just kind of maybe our own situation I feel like I did learn a lot from other couples so I'm less scared to be a, a married woman who is sharing what she's actually going through and what what is my normal in this season yeah. because other women did that to me and I had a mentor once tell me oh you know what like when we had sex for the first time after we got married I cried mm. and I've had another mentor tell me we did not have sex tonight we had married we got married because we were so exhausted we were so tired <laughs> we were flying somewhere the next day yeah. so the the play is do not fly somewhere the next day so you can have a full day of home or hotel sex or wait until you get to the destination yeah what's one more day and just like sure you can actually enjoy it more when you rested or slept yeah so i think true. because people were really honest with me i think i could be honest in some some senses and always act like nobody i know is listening <laughs> <laughs> but if you are right on <laughs> do not ever bring this back up in person oh yeah maybe that's that's my disclosure is i would say anything on the podcast but do not come up to me in person and go hey so you said this and oh really yeah what if i share something so personal on the podcast that mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about in person yeah i don't know if that makes sense to me okay well i don't want to like them to bring up the fact that i said it i want them to ask a follow-up question if they need mm. but i don't want it to be like Oh, and Cece was saying this because to me, this is just us chatting in a room and it happens to be recorded. And mm. our friends are also here, and everybody listening is our friend. Okay, so. You're welcome. <laughs> the last kind of thing I wanted <laughs> to say on being intimate when you first get married, how to not make it awkward or not. I was going to say, have it make sure it's not non existent. What's the word I'm trying to say? Make sure, sure you're going to have sex. Yes. And and hopefully it's a positive, beautiful thing in your, mm -hmm. in your relationship. Yeah. So maybe, yes, prepare yourself before. Have a game plan in mind of how you want it to play for right after you get married. Are you going to sneak away and you'll be satisfied to just have a little, a little fun sneak away in between the events of the actual wedding day? Mm -hmm. Do you want to wait till you get to a destination? Do you want to be home versus a hotel? Do you want to wait for your certain contraceptive if you're doing birth control or if you're doing an IUD to feel comfortable with that are you going to do that earlier a good way to kill the mood is get birth control a couple months before your wedding or an IUD because the last thing you want is for somebody to have sex with you speaking from my personal experiences and my friends is just the mood swings are up and down and you're kind of more irritated than mm you are desiring some time, that some some buffer time to get your body to adjust if you go that route mm -hmm. and it might you might have to change that over time um and adjust that and, and that is a process too so yeah it's yeah. important to learn about your body especially women there's a lot more kind of going on there that's that's important to be aware of and mm -hmm. and, not and just... it's also important for your partner to be aware of so yeah if you're waiting that's to be I mean, yeah. intimate with your husband and they don't have sisters or they're not educated in a lot of the ways a woman's cycle goes through 
in the future you can just send them the podcast episode we're doing later this <laughs> month oh, yeah. <laughs> but it could also just be a conversation about that here's what i've noticed my periods look like they're really really long and really uncomfortable this is when i won't be able to mm-hmm. have sex is what i foresee i usually spike in my hormones here and that could be a fun way to for you while you're waiting to start to get to know your body more of okay when am i more in the mood when am i mm-hmm. less in the mood what time of day keep a little journal <laughs> yeah keep a little journal and then share it with them we also were given a sex book yeah which i think don't is be a too good... <laughs> proud to, to read a book you know yeah read learn. a book it was fun to learn different things mm-hmm. it wasn't like kama sutra vibes but right. there was a <laughs> lot of positions in there Right, which is exciting to read about <laughs> and fun to do together, like to, to, to look at together. But don't uh, maybe don't don't read it together too much before you're married, unless yeah, you might want to give it a okay. try. But you know, I would say it's probably more awkward. But yeah, that mm. also, which can help if you're in a phase where you're like, okay, we we've already done it before, or one of us has, or both of us has, and we just wanted to make it more special. I think it will be special because you're married now and there's a sense of security Mm -hmm. and emotional security for that. But if it's hard to be intimate, try new things. I don't think it was hard because we purposely had no plans the first week we got married. It was just us in an Airbnb and not very much to do. There was some deer and... They're just frolicking around and there's like no neighbors and a nice view. Yeah. And we're pretty exhausted. So don't be scared to just sleep a lot after you get married or think that <laughs> yeah. you have to have sex multiple times a day. Or people will joke in um, different sermons we've heard where the guy just thinks like, we're going to have sex seven days a week, right? And then twice on Sunday and yeah. <laughs> two times here, two times there. Everybody's yeah. body is different, but... I can tell you that maybe after the first week, you were not going to be wanting to have sex every day. Mm. If you're realistically listening to your body, which I think is the most important part. And if you're taking care of other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. If you're married, you probably have other things going on, a job, bills, uh, you know. Responsibilities. Responsibilities, yeah. Bills are just kind of a lame thing to say, but don't <laughs> Sorry, let the bills babe, keep you from sex. I, but, uh, I have bills to pay. Got bills which to pay. Which reminds me, I got a bill to pay tonight. But bills to pay and and uh, yeah. Where are you going with that? I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna rhyme, but <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if it was gonna be good. Oh, I wonder if you can ask for rhymes in the. Oh, yeah, we'll do that after. My wife slay or something. <laughs> oh no. That's <laughs> no, Cut that out. Something that I actually really like. And maybe a little bit TMI, but there's no TMI, is that I Mm. love to buy lingerie for my friends when they're getting married. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it's a pretty standard thing to do, but I actually really think through getting them something that is not something they would usually get for themselves. And the responses have been good. Is it unnecessary? Yes. Is it fun? Also, yes. Is Mm -hmm. it... Will the husband be grateful? Yes. Also, yes, yes. <laughs> I joked the other day. I was like, "This is for your husband, just so you know." Like, he should say thank you to me later on. I'm, I will be expecting a thank you. <laughs> I've had gotten some before by the husbands, and I was like, "You know what? We got you. We're, we're cheering you on to make sure you stay intimate after you get married." Yeah. But it is something that I didn't realize Andre would make you as a woman feel really confident and beautiful even if you're like not fully getting ready and i think that is something you have to get past 
if you're somebody who is always around your husband and around the general public always fully gotten ready it might Mm -hmm. be hard for you to be intimate right after because you're kind of used to putting on your best self before doing things but Mm -hmm. realistically it's like when you wake up on a saturday morning before you go to bed and i think if you guys set a date maybe it's a day of the week or it's having sex before a date night or it's you know what our non-negotiable is maybe once a week for sure or we choose to do it on you know if possible every saturday morning then that might help you at least have one set thing to connect with your husband and then the rest is just up to you mm-hmm. yeah leaving leaving open space for spontaneity but conversation mm-hmm. communication is good because if you have expectations that that uh, get you know misunderstood or miscommunicated then that can be that can be hard too so i think communication is more valuable even if it doesn't it's not the tv sexy version of uh mm-hmm. you know it just happens without any sort of and it can notice be or, very or, clear yeah uh, which is sometimes that's great but other times it's really great to look forward to it and mm-hmm. or to do a check-in and just say mm-hmm. hey it's been a couple days and i know it's because we've been stressed or busy or because we've had people over how are you feeling do you need to feel satisfied and then chances are you both miss each other and that is also good too is to take a break i don't i don't foresee you having a hard time right after you get married because at least the first couple of days is when you can't have your hands off of each other Mm -hmm. and then you're also figuring out the awkward you know especially if you just haven't seen each other's bodies it can be awkward at the beginning i'm sure but Mm -hmm. then then it's about long term i think yes it's incredible it's beautiful beautiful. but (laughs) it's the long term that i think setting yourself up from the beginning for the long term is really good because we purposely obviously had no plans so we could listen to our bodies as we wanted to for that week and then we also had time to readjust something early on and just be like okay i actually you know i'm a person who really values communication of what you need and then you're like oh awesome and then things changed and got better as the week went on versus if one of us hadn't said anything yeah and then two weeks later like it's okay don't get discouraged if it's rocky but be willing to have conversation and to be vulnerable yeah this is the person that you are totally safe to be around mm-hmm. you know and if it's hopefully... really awkward write it on a, a note do a little sexy mm. sexy note and you know, with a stick figure or what yeah maybe whatever you need to do get a polaroid camera yeah we like polar- <laughs> <laughs> sorry we love a Polaroid. We, a little photo shoot. Next gift for uh, our married friends is a Polaroid. Once the budget goes up, instead of one piece laundry, it's just Polaroids. But no, it's true. Like, if you need to spice things up in a way that makes things more silly or goofy or need to build your confidence, I honestly think the laundry and the Polaroids boosted my confidence. Mm. That's good. And if it's awkward to have that conversation, I think leave each other sticky notes in the bathroom or mm. be like, yeah, I liked this specific trait of yours or I like this specific thing. And you can write it if that's easier for you. Don't text it. You can text it in the day, but I think it's fun to do like a handwritten note. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a lot of information, a lot of advice, a lot of thoughts. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. It was fun. Hopefully you get married soon if you're uh, if you're easy. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't make, uh, <laughs> don't make the engagement too long. But don't just get married on the basis of being horny because... <laughs> Yes. Because marriage and life is a lot longer than, you know, however long you're you're feeling in the mood for. So. Yeah, people do talk about the percentage. It's like, you know, if you really counted the hours of what you do in a week and just mm. like sex. So say we're just, yeah, you're having sex three, three times, four times a week on a good week. And you put that into your circle, your chart. And just, like, the hours of, like, you know, the foreplay before the sex and and just, like, whatever after. That is maybe a couple hours versus 24 hour days times seven in a whole week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not that long. That's Take not the... your whole marriage. That's not your whole relationship. That's not your whole life. Mm-hmm. So For I think sure. make it special. Make it intimate. Make it making love. Don't make it just a chore you have to do. And if... You grew up where somebody tells you that whenever the, your partner wants to have sex, you need to serve them and have that. I don't think that's really often realistic, depending on where you are in terms of like your health in that season mm-hmm. or your mental health in that season, not just physical, but mental. And then also just the situation you're in. Don't don't be living with your parents or mm-hmm. in a shared situation right after you get married if you think... You might have a hard time being intimate to start, you know? Yeah, set yourself up for success. Obviously, it's expensive, but be able to live separate from other people. The parental unit after you're, after you're married. Or just roommates or yeah. things like that. Even that, yeah, yeah. If possible. If possible. Okay, friends. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed these messages. These messages. <laughs> you said some really good... Um, good lines there without yeah. planning well we only have three bullet points written and it's just the questions so thank you for being on the podcast eat your wheaties your wheaties those are i've never had wheaties but it's a classic thing to is say. that the square like one that's flat or the ones that's yeah it's probably 3d because that's mini wheats because mini like wheats is too much sugar, sugar. oh <laughs> they're tastier you know what's crazy? I love, I know I'm a sweet tooth gal because I love mini wheats in the lactose free milk. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. It's, it's a Both sweet combination there, yeah. That was our date night tonight. It's a maybe more chill conversation because it is 10 p.m. Yeah. But it was a good time. We've been meaning to do this conversation for a little while, so glad we did. Mm-hmm. Okay, off to have sex now. Bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm on my period and I'm crappy, so I'm gonna. Put a hot water bottle on mm-hmm. my stomach or something. Sorry. Yep, that's alright. There's your example of communication. <laughs> 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 okay, see you, friends. Love you. Bye.